Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. What a field day for the heat. A thousand people in the street singing songs and a carrying signs. Mostly say hooray for our side. It's time we stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. What's going on, you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that have fathers in your life? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. This is episode 23 and I'm your host, Corey Caesar. Real quick, always we do always do those shameless promotions. I just want to uh, shameless promote y'all motherfuckers. Um for just for just listening and I really do appreciate it. We've had two really good months of January and February kicking off 2019 and we're really close to that 3000 download mark. We're about 175 downloads away and that would not be possible without you guys. Um, we've had like 1200 downloads these last two months. I was I was a little I was a little nervous. We've done the five episodes I think this year. Um because I took that break. I took like a two and a half month break between October and December. Um, of 2018 and I was just worried that the listenership was just going to dry up and disappear but you didn't you came back um, I don't know I don't know if it's my sexy voice it's, it's something y'all, y'all loving me or something but uh no I really I really do appreciate it though guys um, if you heard last if you heard last episode I was talking about getting some stickers and some shirts made and you know your boy did it because your boy always comes through uh, I had about 50 stickers made, and I think I got like a dozen shirts, basically. Um, and they came out really nice. Uh, uh, the stickers are pimp, man. Like the details, great. Sticker got the stickers from Sticker Mule. Shout out to them. Got them shirts. Shirts came out beautiful, also. Um, the details amazing. The colors spot on. Uh, and I got the shirts from Broken Arrow Wear, BrokenArrowWear.com. Check those guys out. I really appreciate them as well. Great job. Um, and, and this, so, uh, like I said, this is episode 23. It's going to be a, a, a no note episode, guys. It's just going to be me talking pretty much. Um, I got I did very small notes. So this is basically just going to be a, uh, current, e, uh, current event episode. I'm just going to touch on a few topics that are, uh, that have been dominating the news story, uh, the news headlines lately. I'm going to talk a little Jussie Smollett real quick, just to touch on it. Cause it's been talked about at nausea, um, I'll talk about some some politicians that are in some hot water doing some some shady shit. We'll talk about um, R. Kelly peeing on people. We'll talk about the Catholic Church and these fucking priests touching little kids' booty holes. These fucking sick, these sick dudes. Um, we'll touch on um, that Cohen testimony. A little bit. We'll get into that. We'll get into uh, what I what I think is uh, actually going to put Trump in jail um, after his after his term. Uh, we'll talk about the India Pakistan conflict that's a uh, that's about to pop off right now, and we'll hit on that North Korean summit in Vietnam. So I'm just going to hit on these a few. All right, real quick before we get into that uh, that first topic, Jesse Smollett. Uh, so let you know, uh, your boy hurt your boy hurt his shoulder Tuesday night. 
And I want to say I was living my best life and give you some cool story, but I, I cannot. Um, and I cannot tell a lie. So, um, I hurt, I hurt my shoulder turning my light switch off in my bathroom. That's it. Got out of the shower, put my arm up, like nipple high, which is, is the height of my, uh, my light switch. And I'm 5'10". So I'm not like, a, I'm not, I'm not a giant man. I'm 5'10". I'm 5'10 and a half with a good pair of shoes that has a decent sole on it. And I'm all about sole. Even in my shoes. And uh, I heard a pop. And that was it. And I'm old, I guess. 37. I, my body, I, I thought I felt, my body felt like it was 25 until Tuesday. I drink, I feel like I'm 60. Mentally, I feel like I'm a, I'm, I'm a solid 22 mentally. You know, I'm a kid. Like I said, I'm trying to live my best life. Uh, but I can't live my best life popping shoulders turn off fucking light switches in the bathroom that's just that's a little ridiculous it's getting a little too far anyway um so jussie smollett like i said i'm only gonna hit on this for a second because we've been talking about it a lot not me but you know everyone else what's really going on here man first off right off the bat let me let me let you in on a little um information if you're going to commit a crime guy use cash that's it just use cash you probably could have got away with almost all of it you could you could just tote to the line still eh, but you, you write a check bro you in trouble a personal check at that and you need you need to come up with a better story you, you, you got enough money to uh to go somewhere else right and what i mean by that is Mega country isn't Chicago. Chicago is Obama country, if anything, right? Chicago's very liberal. How many people do you think are walking downtown Chicago, two o'clock in the morning, carrying a noose, wearing a wear, and bleach, wearing a MAGA hat, and having their face covered? How many white guys do you think are making it through that neighborhood? Any neighborhood, two o'clock in the morning. How far do you think those guys are walking? They're not walking very far, and obviously they're waiting for you. Your story didn't add up from the jump, guy. It was insane how crazy your story was. It was so far-fetched. But see, it wasn't that far-fetched because um, hate crimes are supposedly on a rise. And it's not true, but fake hate crimes are on a rise. There's been over 200 of those in the last two years, if you guys didn't know. That's the real story here. The real story isn't that this dude faked a hate crime. His story wasn't good. He could have made that story a lot better. And here's your other problem. You don't hire two Nigerians to play white dudes in negative 20 degree weather. It was a it was a vortex. You couldn't have waited another weekend. You needed to be a victim this hard. And this is the second time you played victim because now it's coming out that you, uh, if you don't remember, before this happened, like a couple weeks prior, he had received at the Fox Studio of Empire, he received a uh, a little letter in it with that white powder. Now, you guys might not remember as much, but anthrax was a huge thing back in the day, white powder. And that's a federal crime, dude. That's the big that's the big charge he's going to get on, I think, at some point, is the, the mailing of the white powder. So they're saying he, uh, the FBI, the FBI investigation, they were already investigating this. 
so he sent himself powder and then he he's like oh it wasn't you know I, I didn't get as much of attention as i wanted so now i'm gonna uh do a, f- a fake crime on myself and just like like he was i mean the the story come on you're an actor you couldn't write something better than that like you had it you had to hit all the points too you had to hit white dudes red hats nooses because you know there was just so happened to be a anti-lynching bill going through congress which is crazy to begin with because lynching was already illegal in case um in case you guys didn't know they didn't do nothing for you it's just a, it's just a repetitive law but they can virtue signal on it you get the hating gays in there you get uh you just get everything you get the whole smorgasbord of the entire's um the basically the left narrative of this is what this is what America is this is what someone who wears a red hat is that's what they are and so the real story is why why are these fake hate crime hoaxes on a rise and you may not think they are but they really are there's been over 200 documented fake hate crime hoaxes in the last two years that's a lot. That's significant, right? And you can get that information. You can see all the shit on uh, fakehatecrimes.org, right? Just check that out if you want. Um, so the real question is, why are all these fake, uh, these hoaxes happening more frequently? I have a theory, and I think it's pretty sound. Um, first of all, I just want to say, the world's not as bad as it seems, right? 99, I've said this before on my podcast, I think on episode 16 with uh, Arianne Williams, Arianne Schultz. I, I'm i I'm a firm believer that a 99 out of every 100 people that you pass by are just good people. They're just good people in general. They're not going to hurt anybody else. They mind their business. They're, they're not, not going to lash out at anybody ever. They're just trying to, they're, they're trying to be their best person. They're not going to, even if they even if they have some kind of weird prejudice of some sort, you know, they're not going to it's not going to manifest into anything. And they, they generally just respect people. Right. I, I, I'm a firm believer in that. And there's bad apples everywhere, obviously. But there's billions of interactions a day. Billions. If you think about it, there's 330 million people in America. So I'm just talking America here. There's billions of interactions between people in America Every day, think about it. So let's say a hundred, let's say two hundred million, because let's say there's a hundred million babies, right, or little kids. But that's that's bullshit too, because most of these kids are going to school. So I'm gonna use three hundred million. Three hundred million. You pass if each person just passes three people. That's a that's a billion, right there. You're at a billion. You're at a billion interactions. That's a huge number. So in those billion interactions, right there, you pass three people. Think about how many people you pass uh, in New York City if, if you're walking to your job or in Chicago or in L.A., right? So that number is probably 50, 60 billion interactions, I bet, a day between humans in America. And you hear about two bad, you'll hear maybe two, three bad interactions between people every couple of weeks, maybe a month. And some of them are fake at that. A lot of them are turning out to be fake. Why is that? So why are they painting this picture that it has to be so bad? I'm going to tell you why. Because the media needs it to be so. 
They literally need you to think that if you walk outside your door, someone's going to attack you, that you're a victim. When I was a kid, it was, the, the, the line was always, when I was growing up, it was always, I'm not going to be a victim, right? Like I'm not going to be a victim. Now I'm going to stand up for myself. I won't be a victim. That's how we fought bullies. Now I'm not going to let them bully me. I'm going to stand up for myself. Now it's, now we sensationalize victimhood. Like being a victim almost makes you a hero now. You get platforms. You get everyone, even if it's fake. That's why these fake crimes are happening, guys. So the media, like I said, needs it to be so. They keep this division, which puts money in their pockets. Social media has changed the news game. How many people do you know that still get a newspaper? So that the ad that that um that newspaper subscription because that's what that's what um, journalists used to be about. That's how all these magazines and newspapers made their money. You bought a subscription, they send you a paper. You buy a subscription, they send you a new uh, magazine. People don't do that no more. Everything's online. So they've had to change their whole business model because of social media. Everything happens instantaneous. Where as if you had a newspaper article, for instance, that would take days to run. You'd have to find the story, write the story, edit the story, confirm the story, and have someone approve it to be in the paper and then find out where it's going to go because you're limited on space. You're unlimited space on the internet. It doesn't have to go through nobody. I could just put opinion piece out after opinion piece after opinion piece. It doesn't even fucking matter anymore. And all I have to say is, if this is true, or if this did happen, then... And then I can go on to a, like a a, a a thirty minute spiel about all these uh, rhetorical uh, maybe would happen if this did happen. It's like, well, that's not real reporting. Now you just told me like now you're just making up fucking stories yourself. And so so what they need is in order in order to make money, it's not you reading that story. They don't really give a fuck about the story. They need you to click on that link. That's it because they're an ad. Um, they're a click ad revenue based model now that's it just like my podcast you click on one of my episodes and my sponsor pays me shout out to anchor literally you click on my shit after about three seconds of that of that first ad playing right there they pay me money same thing with the newspaper you click on that link whoever their advertisers are pay them money so what do they do they write misleading headlines for clicks they rush stories for clicks because they also need to publish it before anyone else on the internet does. You got to be first. You got to have the most polarizing of headlines to get people to click on it so I can get paid. It's all money, guys. So you know, you, you, you basically no longer have real journalism. Like journalism's dying. You get just rushed opinion pieces that need to stand out amongst millions of other clickbait titles. And this is both sides. I'm not I'm not knocking either side on this one. This is both sides. This is the media game now. This is Fox News. This is CNN. This is MSNBC. This is Breitbart. This is all the, all, all the bullshit. They're like literally the onion now. Right? Or the National Enquirer. Remember when the National Enquirer was a joke? And you, it, wasn't, that, wasn't that the, uh, wasn't that the little like, 
this lady had a baby in her in her toilet, three hundred pound baby. Weren't those the stories you saw in the Inquirer? That shit's real news now. How? Because it's all opinion. News is opinion now. It's not real news. It's very few, and a lot of people get honey dicked. You got to remember, these stations can say whatever they want because that's how they're um, that's how they're, de- they're defining themselves. They're defining themselves as opinion. Uh, opinionated reporter they're analysts they're not journalists so they have different rules so like Fox News Fox News is like 99% opinion based they can basically say whatever the fuck they want don't have to be true MSNBC same thing hard facts guys it's the truth Um, so basically what's happened is the media is running any story that would generate clicks and outrage basically without verifying any accuracy of the story and then we get great humans like Nancy Grace you know we're Nancy Grace and other humans calling them guilty and having their info doxxed you know so them and their families can just be harassed based on once again clickbait articles with no facts and then we run with it we just run with it just like everything we see is true if I have that confirmation bias towards it. So if I have this already preconceived notion towards it, eh, it must be true. So what we have here now is a bunch of people who feel safe in making false accusations because they know whatever side of the aisle they're on, that that news organization, that opinion-based side, is going to run with the story and they're going to tell everyone else that it's true. And then even if it comes out that there's some in- – and they're not going to – and because – it's not real reporting anymore. They're not actually looking into the real details, doing investigations themselves, talking to people to see if this is a, a really a, a true thing, or even just waiting for the police to make their report. Uh, they're saying that this is true, and they're and they're and they're not calling them out. So they they bring them onto their show, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's such it's so horrible for you," and and you literally are coddling these people, and you're. Like I said, you're making them into a hero. They don't have to do anything heroic anymore. You just have to play a victim and you'll be a hero. And Jesse Smollett did it for, according to him, you know, now he's claiming, I think he's now he's claiming mental, uh, like some mental issues. And I, you know, probably we all got a little bit of mental issues. You know, mental health is a fucking horrible issue in America and it's something that needs to be addressed. So, Kudos to you. I, I mean, I get you know, told that line too. Probably play it. I don't. I don't begrudge you for that because it's probably some truth behind it. So he said mental health, and because he wasn't satisfied with his salary on Empire. So because he had mental health, he did this, and for financial gain. That's it. Financial gain. You're literally going to try to start a race war for financial gain. Think about how crazy that is. Think about how dangerous this is getting, guys. This is real life here. This is getting dangerous now because because what's starting to happen is it's open season to beat up anyone who's a conservative. There's just Google it. There was literally just, it just happened on, uh, was it Berkeley? Maybe it was Berkeley. Some dude who's first of all, 28 years old who had worked for the school in some capacity at times and was taking non-credited classes sometimes and some kid was um, executing his 
uh, constitutional right, and that was he was just what you should be doing in college is promoting free thought. That's what we used to teach kids. We used to teach kids to think critically, give them, teach them how to um, look at stories, teach them how to look at the details of the story, look at both sides of the story, and then make a conclusion to critically think, to problem solve, to come up with a conclusion. Now we just want people to just to, to parrot the line, just be a puppet. Duh. And it's so much easier, right? If you just follow along, how dare you think outside the box or have any kind of differences? And since when do differences become bad? Honestly, when do differences become a bad thing? When did being an individual become a bad thing? So this dude was just, you know, because you can't be a conservative on college campuses anymore. There's no free speech on college campuses anymore which is where all these sh should be happening on colleges' campuses. Uh, they're not letting conservative uh, speakers speak. It's just it's just an assault on the First Amendment. That's my real issue with it. Um, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. You should be for free speech. And he just uh, co-cocked this dude, punched him in the face because it's open season on those guys because you have moral superiority. In your mind, you're, moral, you're, you're, you're more morally superior than that person which gives you the right to punch them in the face. And that the line, don't you hear that? Punch Nazis. Punch Nazis. Except they're not fucking Nazis, like I said before. That's the real issue. Yeah, if they were Nazis, punch them in the face. But you're telling, you're, you're basically just saying anyone's a Nazi now. The funniest part is, there's a ton of anti-Semitic, uh, anti and, and you could be very critical of Israel, and I am. Um, geopolitical style but I don't hate a race I don't hate Jewish people which is actually a religion I believe not a race but uh, I don't hate Jewish people there's a lot of anti-semitism going on on the left you know there was another group who was anti-semitic the Nationalist Socialist Party of Germany we know them as Nazis so isn't it kind of ironic that you have all this anti-Semitic uh, uh, verbiage coming out of one side while punching people from that other side in the face while calling them Nazis. Think about it, guys. Think about how fucking ignorant you sound. You really sound ignorant. It's bad. But like I said, it's open season, and it's open season on if you wear a red hat. You wear a MAGA hat, you are this. Now, I'm going to bring just a comparison so we can see how dangerous this is. Because it's dangerous on both sides, right? And we have we have cases on both sides. Remember Trayvon Martin? Remember uh, everyone wearing those hoodies to support Trayvon Martin? Because what was the narrative? Because it was dangerous as a society to criminalize someone for simply wearing a specific article of clothing, and here we are a few short uh, a few short years later, and that group is now attacking people for wearing an article of clothing and trying to rationalize it. Trying to rationalize violent crimes against other humans for a specific article of clothing. Welcome to the early 1900s Russia. 
because that's what happened there too, guys. And that led to the murder of lots of people and camps of lots of people. And we're going to get into that. That's going to be the ne- uh, one of these next few episodes. Um, we're get, we're, we are going to be getting into to Russia. Um, but so how crazy is this, though? Because in the 60s, during the Civil Rights Movement, right, Martin Luther King wanted a world where all humans were judged on what? Do you guys remember even? Not the color of their skin. Not the size of their bank account. Not their political affiliation. Which he was a Republican, by the way. Not for the clothes they wore. But by what? By the context of their character. That's it. That's how I started this whole little spiel. 99% 99 out of every 100 people you pass has got good character. And we're not judging people on that no more. We're judging people based on a political affiliation, a color, a, a, clo- a, a clothing color, a skin color, a bank account. Because if you're rich, you're evil now. Also, it's it's getting so dangerous, dude. This identity politics is getting dangerous. It's gonna tip over here real soon. So, it, my point is, is that what you see happening here? Uh, as being vilified for nothing but nothing of merit. I mean, nothing, nothing of absolute merit. That kid on Berkeley was literally a fiscal conservative, much like myself. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a good person. I don't hate anybody. Love people. I love all races. I'm agnostic. I don't fucking hate. Re- I I don't hate religion. I don't believe in it, but I don't hate it. I don't hate people. Because I judge you on you. Because skin color doesn't mean anything. How much money you have doesn't mean anything. Rich people can be fucking assholes. They can be great individuals also. Poor people can be great individuals. And guess what? They can be fucking assholes also. Like that doesn't determine you. I mean, where I was born, how does that determine me? Right? If I was born white, how does that make me a bad person? If I was born black, how does that make me a bad person? If I was born rich, how does that make me a bad person? Until I actually fucking do something bad, I'm not a bad person. We got to start judging people on real shit, guys. This is this is getting insane. Because we have racists and rapists and child molesters on both sides of the aisle and that's their next topic let's do is let's get right into it real quick i mean just so look no further than virginia and the governor and the tenant governor and that other dude and we got two cases of blackface and we got one case of sexual misconduct some sexual assault and i believe it's by multiple women at that um now i'm for waiting for all the facts to come out we just talked about it i don't like reporting shit early the one guy we know for sure, there's pictures, he can go, um, the blackface dude. The other two, I, I'm, I'm, a cool, I'm cool with it playing itself out. The issue I have with it is they're sweeping it right underneath the rug. Like, ah, nothing, nothing to see here because it doesn't fit the narrative because it's the other side. And remember, only the one side's supposed to be racist. Only one side's supposed to be rapists. Only one side 
um, it's supposed to be child molesters, right? Because, you know, one side can do no wrong and the other side's criminal. 1900 Russia. So that's my that's my point. And 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 there's more there's more going on in Virginia, right? More going on in Virginia here. Um or uh I believe it was the Virginia one of the one of those dudes' wife um handed cotton to some black kids who were uh coming for a field trip or something. I don't know the whole story. Wow, talking about insensitive. That that's that's your Democratic Party, guys. That's the ones that can do no wrong. We gotta call everybody. We gotta call racism out on everybody, and it can't be political. It has to be based on what we just talked about: merit and character, based on them, and them only. That's the only way it can be fair, right? You also had that Maryland mayor, uh, that Maryland mayor, Democrat again, who called. Um, she made that racial slur. She called it like an N, the N word town, her own place. Think about that. You voted her in because she gets a pass. You don't ever, no one calls her. No, no one looks into that. Like no one calls that Virginia guy that book. First of all, how bad is opposition research that you couldn't find? That's a year. That was a yearbook picture of that blackface. So you're telling me no one found that picture. No one cared to find it. That's the problem. If that was a Republican, that picture would have been out day one of the race. And it would have been the worst thing since fucking Nazi Germany to one side. And you wouldn't you would you would not have taken their foot off their throat until they resigned. And here they are, they're still legislating. Still legislating. But that's not dangerous to you for some reason. That's dangerous to me. You got hateful people in, in office right now. So my, my point is, can we just finally start admitting that we do have racists on both sides of the political party and that political police don't make you racist? Your actions, words, and feelings do. And I'm not saying there's no racism. There's 100% absolutely there's racism. There's racism everywhere. There's racism against everybody. But it doesn't have not anything to do with political beliefs. It has a whole lot to do with shitty people. And there's not that many of them. There's, like I said, there are shitty people, but it's not as pre- prevalent as the media is trying to get you to say. Now, there are, now some of these shitty people are Kelly. That motherfucker's been pissing on people for like 20 years. Dave Chappelle did a whole fucking like two, like a, a, a two, two remix songs uh, about R. Kelly peeing on people. I want to piss on you. Yes, I do. I'll pee on you. I'll piss on you. Drip, drip, drip. Remember that? That shit was hilarious. That was like 10 years ago. We've known R. Kelly been peeing on people for like 15 years and dating young ass girls. Why hasn't he been called out before? Like, are we afraid? Are we afraid to call out certain people? Let me put it that way. It's it's an honest question. Are we afraid to call out certain people? Because of how we may be perceived. That's dangerous too. If someone's shitty, call them out. 
based on real stuff. And I'm going to call out some shitty people right now. I'm going to call it the shitty ass Catholic Church. Yup. Because you guys are fucking complicit uh, on a bunch of sexual abuse. And it's the worst kind of sexual abuse because it's to kids. And to me, that's the worst, guys. Sexual abuse to children is the worst. Children, Child abuse of any kind. Physical, emotional, sexual. It's the worst kind because at least as an adult, you have access to things. You have access to call people. You have access to lawyers. You have access to money, to resources. You're better equipped to handle something. As awful as it is, it's worse to a child, right? It changes their life forever. It changes everyone's life forever, but super, it's super effective to children. Um, and we just let, we just let it go. And if we're going to stay a little political, then it's the, this is the right's fault here. This is y'all letting this shit go. And I'm not, like I said earlier, I'm not religious. I'm agnostic. Um, I think religion has its place in society. So let me put it this way. I think the, so the right never call, the right don't call out religion and they need to call out these people because that's their side, right? And this is the whole political, I can't call out my side because we always have to be right. You need to call these fuckers out for what they are. Religion can be very dangerous, but it can also be very helpful. So I think the reason why, the, I think there's hate for a different reason. I think the left hates religion because the left's all about big government. They want big government to control the lives. They think the government can do it better. That um, if government pulls all its resources together, which is your resources, government doesn't produce anything. We we talked about this before. Um, that they can help everyone better, right? I, I don't believe that, but they believe, and that's fine. That's that's what's great about America, right? You can have you can have this discussion. Um, but so re, so people of religion, and I'm agnostic. Like I said, I don't believe in God, but people of religion who do believe in God, they have no higher they have no no higher authority, right? So they don't give a fuck what their government tells them, right? They don't care about like let's use abortion because that's the hot topic. It's an easy it's an easy an, uh, analogy to use. Right. So according to the Bible, those guys, they don't believe in any abortion, zero abortion. Like I said, I'm pro-choice. I'm not, I don't behoove people for having abortions. Um, And they don't believe in it. Right. So to them, it doesn't matter what the government says. If the government passes a bill that abortion is legal, they don't care because to them, right, they're, they're answering to their highest power, which is God and God makes the rules and they live by God's rules. So God tells them abortions illegal. They don't give a fuck about the government. But the left, who is mostly anti-religion, they're anti-religious. There's a, a large part, especially the the far left. Um, there's a lot of people in the middle who do believe who do believe in God, but a lot of these people don't believe in God. So it's in our it's in our, our makeup, our genetic makeup, to want to follow something, to believe something, right? To believe in something bigger, greater than us, right? So what happens is when you don't have religion and you're searching for something greater and higher, there's an easy one to fall on, and that's your government. So to them, a lot of the, a lot of the left is the be-all, end-all is the government, right? They can do everything. They can do it better than you. And if you just give me the power to do it, you'll all be good, right? So that becomes their religion. That's their highest power is the government. What the government tells you can and cannot do. And that's why you need all these extra laws. I'm 
a firm believer in personal sovereignty and liberty and freedom. And that's what that's what all this is about. At the end of the day, it's all about freedom. Right? And and you have as much sovereign freedom, that's how America was founded on, based on sovereign freedom. We had sovereign freedom in the states, which is no longer there. And then we had a federal government. The federal government has now become too powerful. It's it's taken most of the state's power away. Um, we'll get into that in a different different uh, time. But you had sovereign freedom. Now, what sovereign freedom means is I'm I'm free to do whatever I want with my own body as long as I don't infringe on infringe on someone else's sovereign freedom, right? And that's why we have laws about murder, and laws about hurting people, because now I'm affecting your freedom. I'm infringing on your personal freedom, right? By hitting you physically abusing you so we don't we don't need all this shit right so you don't need the government to be the be all end all to tell people how to how to live so my point is the left constantly belittles the religious right for their beliefs and they're always like oh the new testament says this and da, 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 da. they're talking about uh abusing children and, da, 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 da. and there's only one argument there's only one argument you need to have with religious people is y'all are shitty until you start calling out uh, these child molesters. That's all the only argument you got. That's all the only argument you need. We don't need all this other bullshit. And the reason why the but the reason why the left needs to hate on the religion is because they need they want that religious right to have to they want them to think government is the be all end all right. That's dangerous for that narrative. It's dangerous for that side's um, political agenda with programs is um, you not believing that the government is the the highest the be all end all of your life I mean just any way you chalk it up that's what it, that's what that means but um, they're, they're, you only need one argument and you can call them out I'm a, I call them out all the time uh, sex abuse man and the Pope is just fucking uh, like everyone else when it's you know when it affects us we're just gonna brush it under just brushing under the rug, turn, turn the other cheek, as uh, God would say, right? Turn the other cheek. It's dumb, dude. Don't turn the other cheek. It's fucking disgusting. It's getting it. It the um, Cardinal uh, George Pell just got charged with sexual misconduct, abusing a child. The second highest clerk, I think, in the Catholic Church to ever be charged. And there's. Hundreds of stories you hear all the time. The scandals are coming out. I think in 2017, that big story broke where the Catholic Church has been just moving priests around. I mean, they've been doing, this guy's been going on for like 60, 70 years. The church has known about. And, and I'm blaming the, the style of the Catholic Church with like making these dudes not marry and like keeping all this pent up sexual. So who who's going to, who's going to, um, you're getting just creeps that are going to like, um, like what's the word for it uh gravitate gravitate to that work because if you're a ch let's say let's say you are a child a child abuser right like you have these weird feelings where's the best place to do it you could literally go to a catholic church become a priest get put into a parish they never make you marry right it's super secretive you get a bunch of little kids walking around you who the catholic church makes the priest almost like the conduit to god which is different from a lot of other religions. So to them, they are almost a, a godlike figure. So they have a lot of power over these little kids, and then they're abusing them, and then they're in, and then they don't get in trouble. It's the perfect fucking job 
for a pervert. So that needs to end. Call him out. Real shit. Um, so let's just let's just move on, and um, let's get into that Michael Cohen testimony. Ooh, Russian collusion. Now, um, I because remember I told you I hurt I hurt my shoulder. I lucked out and I got to be home all day Wednesday because I couldn't move my arm. So uh, I got the pleasure if that's what you want to call it I watched the entire um, house um, oversight testimony and it was good dude I'm not gonna lie I enjoyed it and I think it was damning um, to both sides I think it hurt both sides I think it hurt Republicans I think it hurt Democrats I think there was a lot of truth in some of his story I think there was a lot of falsehoods and this could just be my confirmation bias also I've had a lot of I've had a lot of I've been following this a lot so I kind of have my own um you know, my own ideas, obviously. So it could be confirmation bias. I'm not denying that. I'm human. Um, so let me just start off. I don't believe in Russian collusion. Haven't. Didn't. The story doesn't make The story doesn't make sense. It just never has. If you actually look at it, the Steele dossier, all the shit, it just doesn't make sense. Um, and now the Mueller. So this episode, I'm recording this on Saturday. Uh, it's like March 2nd, I think. March 2nd. So this is probably coming out next week. And the the Mueller report uh, is supposed to come out next week. Gang, gang, can't wait, right? Um, I'm so interested in this report, man. I want to read it. And I, listen, listen, I'm going to be the first one to call out. I'm going to be the first. And I think he's going to jail. Let me just, before you turn off this, because maybe you have, maybe you, you don't like, want to talk about Before you turn this off, I think he's going to jail. I just don't think it's for Russian collusion. Um, but anyway, this report supposed to come out next week. And it comes out after um it might it, so this episode might come out after that report so if i'm wrong apologize but i don't think there's any russian collusion um it's because like i said it just hasn't added up but like i said i don't think he's out of the woods and i think he has some really big problems and a lot of the things that happened in this testimony um kind of confirmed that for me um tax fraud and real estate fraud from the Southern District of New York Prosecutor's Office. That's going to be a real thing, guys. That's a real thing. That's where they're going to get him. Now, you have to understand something. This is the mother court. That's what they call them. This is separate from the Mueller investigation. Mueller is into Russian collusion. He has a limited scope. Not really. He was allowed to kind of go, but it had to kind of like, had a, you had to have some fingers into the Russian thing, right, for some stories. leave. The uh, Southern District of New York doesn't have these parameters. This is a straight-on investigation. This is a criminal investigation. They have unlimited resources. This is, like I said, this is like what they, they call this court the mother court. Um, they're one of the most active um, federal courts and prosecution offices in the country. It's the Financial District of New York. Super big. I think they got like 100 judges, something like that. It's, it's, it's legit. And they have unlimited resources, unlimited scope. They can look at whatever the fuck they want, and it don't matter. And this is what Cohen's going to jail for. So Cohen's going to jail for, um, based on the Southern District of New York, not not really Mueller. Um, a little bit of Mueller, a little bit lying to Congress the first time, but a lot of it is um, tax fraud and real estate fraud, personally his own, personal gain um, that the Southern New York found out, and now they're using him. Um, he got a reduced sentence. He, he was going to get 70 years, 7-0 was how many years um, he was going to get. But since he's talking, quote-unquote talking, 
you know, he's got reduced to three. And then this testimony that he gave Wednesday, if it was helpful in more investigations, then he would even be up for even more of a reduction. So that you got to take that with a grain of salt also. But, um, yeah, the Southern District of New York don't fuck around, guys. And you can't tell me that you've done billions of dollars in businesses, uh, uh, transactions, business transactions, and there was no, and you didn't do nothing illegal. It's just not feasible to me. You've done some schemey shit. There's no way, and there's no way they're not going to find it. The only issue is, is you can't indict a sitting president. It's a rule we got, and so they're going to have to wait until he's out of office, and then they can indict him. And I think I think they're going to. There's, like I said, there's just no way. There's no way you can look into that deep and not find something. You can't find no uh, illegalities, like nothing. Like, oh, there's no way he was squeaky clean. Um, and actually, AOC, so that this is semi her district, right? Because she's New York. Um, and this was her first. Say what you say about her. I don't, I think she's half moronic. Um, most of the shit she says is just it's really far off base. But, um, and, and this was her first chance to be um, on this on this committee, which is the House Oversight Committee. It's the largest. It's the largest committee in the House. Um, it was the first time we got to see her in action. She gets that five minutes, like every other one uh, uh, representative, five minutes to ask questions. And I thought she did a pretty good job because everyone else on her side. So this is what I hate about this. It's all theatrics. So the left was basically they were trying to get him to say that he had Russian that he knew about. Trump and Russian collusion and he basically denied it about 20 times um, that's why I don't think there's any Russian collusion because he had no reason not he was spilling the beans about everything else um, there was no reason to lie about that if he knew about Russian collusion right so um, but they were trying to get him to say something about Russian collusion because that's what it is you know this is what that's mostly about for for this Congress but AOC on the other hand she asked good pertinent questions she asked a lot about about um possible tax fraud and inflating his taxes in the southern district of new york but the, i didn't like the way she did it so she asked very relevant and good questions i thought which i, I was pretty actually pretty impressed uh, kudos to her um because i think that's the real story um but she i didn't like the way she did it she used like magazine articles she used like three or four articles and we just talked about fake news we talked about this bullshit news and, and opinion pieces so she used these like these really weird opinionated pieces to kind of like get him to answer that he knew about these frauds. And then that what she was really doing, which I thought was smart, was she got him to name a bunch of names. Like, well, who should we talk to? Should we talk to blah, blah, blah about this? Because I, he was named in this article. Should we talk about blah, blah, who talked to blah, blah, blah about this? And he was like, yes, I would talk to them. That's smart. Because that now they can come back and they can say, look, we need to um, bring these people in before Congress, have them testify. It's damning. It's damning information, and you know maybe maybe someone maybe someone talks. Whole point of this is um, he probably going to jail, but this is this is like turning into like Clinton Whitewater to me, and um, w which was going after um, discrepancies in like lawyer, uh, um, billing Hillary as a lawyer. They kind of put her into this office, not to get too deep into it, and. Um, and some real estate, uh, ironically enough, some real estate issues, right? And that's what they were kind of going after. And it was a witch hunt. Uh, Bill Clinton got a raw ass fucking deal. It was a, it was a witch hunt. 
they hired a second prosecutor because they weren't getting the answer answers they wanted. And then there was a, like a little, uh, there was a whole little scheme, guys. There was a, a group of lawyers who were helping the special prosecutors as a think tank, and they were digging up shit that was not relevant to Whitewater. And that was into sexual allegations with like Monica Lewinsky. And this group of lawyers put people inside and were befriended Monica Lewinsky and got her to tell a story. That's how this all came out. So they got Bill Clinton online. They didn't get him for Whitewater, which is what they were actually investigating from. So what happened was they found out all this information um, and listen, listen, listen to how crazy this is. So you know who was part of that think tank who was getting all this information about uh, Monica Lewinsky? A dude named Brent Kavanaugh. You ever heard of that guy? He's, you know, the guy who Trump just uh, put into the uh, Supreme Court. There was, um, you ever hear of uh, Kellyanne Conaway? You know, his his top, his top dude, uh, his top uh, woman in his administration. You know, her husband who like talks all this shit about Trump all the time. He was part of that. He was one of those lawyers. Uh, Ann Coulter was one of these lawyers. So to me, this is, it's the same fucking thing as a witch hunt. So what happened was they, they got all this information about him having some sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. Who gives a fuck? He's an adult, dude. It's, who cares? He got a blowjob in the White House. Impeachable? Fuck no. Well, what they happened was, so they were sitting down with him, special prosecutor, sat down with Bill Clinton, and this is what they're getting all these guys on. They're getting for lying. This is what they're trying to get everyone out. That's what they're getting everyone out. Not real crimes that they're investigating. So what happened was they already knew about Monica Lewinsky, but Bill Clinton didn't know that they knew. They thought he thought he was coming in for Whitewater. Now if this vid, you can watch this interview. It's it's um, video retaped. It's taped. You can Google it and watch it. And he's super jo- uh, joyful, and he's and he's answering the questions, and he's got a smile on his face, and you could just tell he doesn't think he's done anything wrong, and. He's definitely not going to jail, and this is just, uh, you know, I'm just gonna kind of appeasing the special, kind of trying to get it over with. Election was coming up for re-election, and then he asks, starts asking him some like sexual questions about things like happening in the in the Oval Office, and you can see his whole demeanor instantly change. His face gets red. And he starts stumbling over the questions, and after about three questions, he stops and he goes, well, you know, why are you asking these questions? What what is this about? So what they got him for was he lied about that because he was already starting to answer these questions. He lied about having these sexual relations with Monica Lewinsky. That's what they impeached him on. Nothing to do with Whitewater. And this is, this is and so I named those guys who were part of that Whitewater investigation because it's pretty eerily similar to what's going on right now with Russian collusion and who's behind that. Hillary Clinton's behind that. She's the one who paid for the Steele dossier public knowledge now that's not a conspiracy theory she paid for the dossier that got the FISA warrant that started this whole investigation the steel dossier has tons of holes in it actually Cohen busted the biggest hole in it because the whole dossier and the whole FISA warrant was based on him meeting Vladimir Putin Cohen meeting Vladimir Putin in Prague to give him some microfilm on something well in this testimony, Cohen claimed never in Prague, never been to Prague in his life. Now the steel dossier was paid for by the Fusion GPS, who's ran by a Clinton Foundation member. And put it that way. Steel, that's the name of a guy 
in case you guys didn't know, because they'll never tell you that. They just say, Steele Dossier. Steele's a dude. That's a dude who wrote this dossier. He's a British, ex-British uh, spy. Yep. He also asked him about all those videos that were supposed to be in the doss that were in the dossier. Michael Cohen claimed that he was a fixer. In this testimony, claimed catch and kill. So his job with a bunch of other people were to any kind of bad publicity that was coming out against against Trump, and this was prior to him being a president, is he would go out and uh, find this shit and then kill it, pay it off, pay for the story so that it can't run. Right? Not a crime, but you know, shady in in in, the, in any respect. Um, no video claims it doesn't exist says they tried finding it um, not, not the one about peeing on the rush not the one about being peed on he claims that was just completely false never happened but there was also one that they, they were talking about where in some hotel Trump punched Melania in the face apparently that one's so ridiculous you probably haven't even heard of it he claimed absolutely not they said they kept hearing about this video they went to look for it not there right um, but it's just crazy because so Cohen's going to jail for for fraud basically, which is what, exactly what they're going to get Trump on. He going to jail either, either way you chalk it up. My point on this is let's 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 get off this Russian collusion thing. It's not helping the country. It's there's no real narrative there. There's nothing really there. There's no there there, right? And that the term there's no there there. Um, but there is something there with. The Southern District of New York. That's going to happen. That's what we need to start pressuring him on. Um, and and you can start seeing probably something really happening here. Um, but the sentencing memo says that Cohen was not a puppet of Trump, which he tried claiming. And he has a strong name to blame others, which he did the whole time. Um, and he did everything for personal gain. Right? And he told a bunch of lies. He got caught in a bunch of lies. They've actually already sent... Um, the House Committee actually already sent sent paperwork in they're going to try to get him online again to congress because he did he sent a tell a bunch of lies i'm not really going to get into it um because i think we're running a little late on this podcast i'm going to try to start wrapping this up here um because to me this wasn't um this wasn't the big story guys this was this wasn't the big uh this wasn't the big story of the day so really what i, what I wanted to get at here is to me, the story not that big compared to other things that are going on in the world right now, and we're not covering it, like because this is more sensational, right? It's more people understand it. It's easier to click. It's been the narrative we've been running for two years, so it dominated the news on Tuesday, Wednesday, and even into Thursday. And there's real shit going on right now, like crazy shit going on. And one of that is the what's going on in India and Pakistan right now between those guys. They're shooting down planes, captured pilots. I think he just got handed back today, if I'm not mistaken, but then they resumed violence and like eight more people got killed. This is significant, guys. India and Pakistan are two nuclear-armed nation and they're about to go to war. You know how many times that's happened in our history? One other time, it was between both those guys in 1999. One that long ago, it was very short. You can say United States and the Cold, the Cold War, not a real war though, right? We didn't actually shoot any shots. And we're technically still at war with Korea, um, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. 
and they're a nuclear arm, but they weren't at the time, right? So this is significant. This could change humanity. Like, fuck what's going on in, in American politics for like half a second. This is, can change humanity. And that's the issue I have there because the next two stories we're going to talk about the North Korean summit. These are world events. Like, this is, this is stuff that could literally change the face of our world. Um, you drop a nuclear bomb, guys, it's over. That's anybody. Any of these countries decide they're going to drop a nuclear bomb. And these are, these are not like fucking these great regimes that like care about humanity going forward, right? A lot of these are narcissists that run these countries and it's be all end all for them. So this is, this is like, we need to keep a, a really close eye on this. We need to watch what's going on. We need, and we need to ask for peace and we need to allow this is when we get back to you can't just keep knocking people for knocking people because we're going to get into that in this North Korea thing. Um, if America's going to help them get peace, you can't fucking knock them and try and try to um, deroot it, if that makes sense. Right? You can't, because you don't want someone to get a win, you can't not allow them, you can't put them in behind the ball on a talk. And that's what we're doing in North Korea. This whole fucking having this Cohen. Um, that was first of all delayed three times. It's been delayed three times, and then they decide to have it after the North Korea summit was already, um, already dated. Like that's where they're they're going to have a date, and then all of a sudden now now we're going to do it. Even though we delayed it three times, we're not going to delay because we want split screen. They wanted the news to be this Cohen testimony, not the uh, North Korea summit. Do you guys realize that? Um, first of all, this is the second the second summit. Uh, summit this is quite possibly the biggest story of our lifetime and no one's talking about it like some people are talking about but a lot of people aren't because it, it doesn't it's a weird one for you when you're trying to be when you're trying to paint someone in such a negative light that you can't give them a, a win you can't give them a positive that you have to go against everything right do you realize that we've been at war with Korea for 70 years that war's never ended. And there's so much tension on that Korean peninsula. Hundreds of million people are affected. If war broke out between the South and the North, Koreans, Seoul would be eliminated instantly. Like, this is humanitarian. This is the world. This is people. This is real people. And, and what? Because it's not close enough to home to you? It doesn't matter? Even though you want to be this world citizen? And you want to talk about how we need to help the world? Well, here we go. We can help the fucking world. And you don't want that. You, and you don't want to let that happen. You want to have a bogus. First of all, that undermined the entire summit having this, um, having this little this little uh, Cohen testimony on the same day. Because what it did was it showed Kim that oh, I think Trump needs to, and because that's what all the news are, uh, media was saying. I watched uh, CNN for the whole trial and reporting, and the narrative was. Uh, he's going to make a bad deal now because he needs to have something positive to come back to after this negative story, right? This negative testimony, which it was. It was mostly negative. Which is crazy because if you don't remember... Now, first of all... All right, let me put it this way. If you don't remember, they, they've they been... North Korea's been threatening us for a long time. He's a shitty dude. Um, his people are starving... 
he's been firing and enriching his nuclear program for a very long time, and the missile launching picked up under Obama. So when Obama was in office, on average, North Korea was shooting a missile, testing a missile and nuclear test every 24 days. That's crazy, dude. Once a month, they were shooting a missile and they were shooting them over Japan, if you remember. They were shooting them towards Guam, which is an American territory. They still got missiles pointed towards Guam. Like, this is real. This is a threat. Right? And it's a threat also because they're backed by China. China's their main support supplier. They supply them with the most food. They supply them with their power. So my point is, when Trump came into office, Kim Jong-un was still firing these uh, these missiles right over Japan. And what did Trump do? Call him Rocket Man. Remember? Remember that whole little thing? Oh, little Rocket Man, little Rocket Man. And what did the, the left media run with? He's going to start World War III. You can go back and pull up these clips. He's a maniac. He's going to start war. He's going to uh, agitate North Koreans so bad that you know he's he's calling them rocket man. They're going to start actually firing these missiles at these at these countries, and they're going to uh, attack South uh, South Korea. And it's going to it's going to be the worst humanitarian issue ever, right? Then what happens? He doesn't ramp up talks, but instead he de-escalates the situation completely. You guys realize that there hasn't been a, a, a meeting between these two leaders in a long time, and we've been trying for a long time to get them to come sit at the table, and they haven't. So now we got them to sit at the table, and what does the left? And what does the left do? They go the quite, quite opposite now. How dare you talk to a? How dare you talk to a dictator? A dictator, a guy who's horrible to his people. How dare you give him a public stage? Are you fucking kidding me? So what's better then? What's the better option here? Is the better option just to let them keep firing uh, nukes? Until they actually shoot one at Japan and hit them, or shoot one at Hawaii and hit them, or um, level Seoul, Korea, South Korea, for real. Like, is that the option? So, so what is it? Is it diplomacy or is it war? Which one do you want? I'm so sick of the fucking uh, war hawk left all of a sudden. What is going on here? You guys are all for fucking war. You didn't want them to pull out of Syria. Why not? Shitty war. Trump got some shitty-ass fucking foreign policy. It's horrible. It's really bad. Obama was bad. George Bush was fucking awful also. Right? Three three horrible presidents in a row on foreign policy. And the one time he's going to do something half-decent, it's like you can't just can't let him do it. So you're going to have to fucking undermine the whole thing. It's crazy to me, guys. This is This is dangerous. You can't. I don't, I'm just. I'm just so confused. Is it which one do you want? Do you want diplomacy or do you not? Do you want us to be the world police or do you not? Do you want us to be in? Guys, remember, I'm very skeptical of my government. Definitely war wise. I graduated in 2001. My first day of college was 9/11. My entire life. Adult life, we've been at war. My country has been at war for 20 years. Sickening. It's absolutely fucking sickening. We've had the recession under me right when I was an adult. I'm very weary of my government. I've watched it play out. It's not good for us. And then here we are, and, we, and, we, and we've been ramping up. So Bush should be in jail. 
First of all, Bush be in jail for war crimes. So should Obama. And Trump also fall right behind him. Throw all three of those guys in jail for war crimes. You guys do realize that Obama started four new wars. Four new wars unilaterally. And one of those, to be honest with you, so I don't want to get into all this. Fuck it. That'll be a different, we're getting long on this. Um, we've, we've been bombing people forever. So here's one time we're going to sit down, and it's one of the things that I've actually agreed foreign policy-wise was sitting down with North Korea. Let's get a deal. We've already sat down the first time we got hostages back. That's a win. You know, left trying to say there was no win. We've already got wins. Got hostages back. We brought um, Kim Jong-un over to South Korea for the first time. The two presidents, dictators, whatever your chancellors, whatever they call themselves, shook hands. They ended hostility. They let people cross the border. That's significant, right? Ceasefire. He hasn't shot, remember I said every 24 days under Obama, he hasn't shot a missile in 450 days. 450, over one year. That's a win, guys. That's a win for us. So, and, and he did something really, he did something really also great. Okay, so here's, here's another thing he did. He brought him out of country. And brought him to Vietnam for this uh, for this summit. And I'm going to tell you why that's important. Because that's what happened to Vietnam. So North Korea is in Vietnam's issue. Vietnam was a dictator. And we came in and they were they had economic hardships, which is what's going on in North Korea. Uh, North Korea and we're going to explain that. So what happened was we didn't do regime change. And that's what Trump's saying. He goes, I'm not, I'm not looking, look, look, I'm not, I'm not looking for regime change here. I literally just want you to denuclearize, de-arm, and we can help you grow your economy so you can start feeding your people. Because the only people that get fed there is their is their military. That's why there's a lot of military in North Korea. But the problem is, is that he's no longer because we 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 put some hard sanctions on North Korea, and that was the win for the you know there was no win either side except that we talked again. Kim Jong Un wanted sanctions uh, relief, and Trump just said no until so you. Do you know we're just not we're not doing it basically right and and then so they so they so they dipped out and then we'll we'll talk a different baby steps guys it's not going to happen overnight but he's having an issue right now economically to pay his troops now that's the worst thing that can be for a dictator a dictator if he can't pay his troops that's it that's how he holds power he holds power through the military so as soon as you don't start paying your military and they start getting hungry like the rest of the country they're going to turn on him so he needs to be able to pay. His military. So what was so smart about bringing him to Vietnam, like I said, was same situation. Economic turmoil. Dictatorship. We came in. We said, we're not going to regime change you. We'll lift sanctions. We want you to give up your weapons, though. Right? And and we'll start helping you become a world trader again. Right? And what's happening, they're, they're blooming. So he wanted to bring Kim Jong-un to that area and say, look, you could have this for your people. And look, we won't. And you can still rule. You could still be what you want to be, but you're going to have to do some things first, right? And then we'll lift these sanctions and we'll help you. Like, that was just smart. But um, we also had a jackass on the right, a dickhead named Marco Rubio. I'm sure you heard of that fucking tool. Um he he did just like the Cohen testimony. This is how we're going to end this. He did something even shittier, in my opinion. Is and and he really put a hinder to this talk. And that is because you, you you guys know what's going on. 
we'll talk about this in another. Venezuela is going through a very difficult time right now. Um, and I don't want to get into the, the, politi- the politics of that right the second. But um, we want regime change there. Go figure. All this fucking regime change we've been doing for the last 20 years. Um, and we don't want uh, Maduro to be to be the thing. So what did Marco Rubio do on the same day as this fucking summit? This fucking tool? He tweets out. Now, I think under his Twitter, he has something like warrior of God. Okay, so here's a God, godly man. So he put out a picture of Gaddafi. Now, if you don't know, Gaddafi was a dictator who was a nuclear-armed power. We came in just like in Vietnam, just like we're trying to do in North Korea. And we said, if you disarm and get rid of your nukes, you know, we're going to help you out, blah, blah, blah. What happened? We disarmed them. And then we decided uh, good old Hillary Clinton um, as Secretary of State and Obama as part of this regime change that we've been doing. And we're going to do a whole episode on regime change. Super eerie. Um, we decided that Gaddafi had to go. You know what happened to Gaddafi, right? So Gaddafi was dragged through the streets by his own people. He was beaten. He was sodomized. He, had his, uh, he was castrated. They cut his balls open. Right? They kept him alive for a long time. And I don't care how ruthless you are, you watch that, and it's fucking disgusting, right? You got to feel for anybody. Like, no one should be treated like that. So what does Marco Rubio do? Marco Rubio puts out a picture of Gaddafi, right? You know, this guy who we just told to disarm, and then we didn't protect him and actually let his people fucking murder him ravishly. Uh, he, he puts a picture of, of uh, Gaddafi and basically tells Medora, like, this is going to be you if you don't fucking step down. Like really? So what does that tell? What does that tell uh, Kim? Is we're we're basically telling him like, look, just de de denuclearize, and uh, and and we'll protect you in a sense. And then we got Marco Rubio basically saying, hey, but look, this is what we actually do. So that fucking that literally just undermined the entire thing. My point of this whole podcast is, guys, just like I said, uh, current events, but. Man, stop hating each other so much. And there's real problems in the world. We need to stop war. Quit allowing your um, politicians to be war hawks. It's the worst part of the right is the war hawk right, and the left is now all of a sudden cool with war. Um, and I don't get it. I just that part is so baffling to me. Um, the non-ant that it's just so weird to me. So so I just I can't I I don't have no real no real reason for it. But it seems like America is just. You don't hear about it as much anymore because a lot of these these wars are super um, just kept under wraps for some reason. It's really weird. No one seems to care because it doesn't affect you. You don't you know it's not affecting you so much. But man, guys, we gotta stop. We gotta stop bombing people. Think about, so. Nine eleven. I said it was my first day day of uh, of college. That affected people. Now I remember. The nation at that time it was very everyone came together it was it was humbling we were sad um it was very unique right and it, and it did it but it, it bred hate right it's like oh my we need to make someone pay for this like we're going to show them that we're not going to stand for this in america not going to happen to us right and we started on this 20-year war on terror but think about it so we're now sending people to war 
who weren't even born yet. They don't know what fucking 9-11 was. They barely know a story. They don't know a real feeling. They don't know what they're fighting for. And then on the same other breath, which is even worse, which is what breeds all this hate for America, is you got people uh, who are 20, same, same situation on the other side, who have, I remember how I felt on 9-11. They've had thousands of 9-11s. They've had thousands of bombs hit their country. And all they know is that America's doing it. And they don't know why either. They're only 18. They're only 17. They're only 15. They don't know about 9-11. They definitely don't know about it. All they know is America's bombing them. And here we are. We're bombing. Dude, we we bombed like 15, 20 countries, guys, in the last 20 years. Think about that. That's fucking disgusting. And we're at war with nobody. Except for Korea, ironically enough. So my main point is, guys, like always, just be good to one another. Look for the best in people. Judge people on their character, not their clothing. And realize that there's real shit going on in the rest of the world that's going to affect you. Quickly. India, Pakistan drops a nuke. It's affecting you immediately. North Korea, South Korea go to war. It's affecting you immediately. We have the ability, if we support the president, whether you agree with him or not, you can agree with him on certain topics and hate him on others. I do. I agree on some things domestically. I don't, Like I said, I almost 100% disagree on almost everything foreign policy related to Trump. Almost, almost exclusively. But I support him in this because you don't have to be a robot. Right? You don't have to believe everything in somebody. You don't have to agree 100% with anybody. And you shouldn't. So this is important. This is important for the world. Not just us. This is important for the world for North Korea to de-escalate. And denuclearize. It helps us with China. Helps us with Russia. Helps us with Iran. This is real life stuff. That can. Affect your future. Almost instantaneously. And I'm going to end on that guys. I know this went a little long. I apologize. Um, Appreciate you if you made it this far. Um, Like always be good to each. uh, Be good to one another. And I'll catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down There's battle lines being drawn Nobody's right if everybody's wrong Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down What a field day for the heat 
in the street Singing songs and a carrying signs Mostly say hooray for our side It's time we stop, hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going Let's go.